Hi. Uh, been a couple of weeks. Kind of fell off the face of the planet there for a second. Um, and I'll get to that. But first, Pagan Preaching has its own Facebook page now. It's kind of the bare bones of a Facebook page, but that'll improve with time. It's just, if you want to reach out to me on Facebook, then that's going to be really easy. You can just find me at Pagan Preaching on Facebook. I also have a Facebook page for my tarot reading. That's Ethne Aeon Tarot on Facebook as well. Uh, so it's just, if you want to support me outside of just listening to the podcast, obviously no pressure or obligation to, but I do sell tarot readings there. They start at $20, so um, just know that if that's something you're interested in. But yeah, I uh, I certainly didn't post for two weeks, and I apologize for that. I've really I haven't been in a good place, which like raise your hand if you've been in a good place recently. But I've really been struggling with my identity, but also as I said and I think my last episode, I'm in a job that I really really hate and it's just been so hard finding a way out of it. Like, nobody's hiring right now. And I'm having to approach these themes of, like, how how much time do I have to be alive? How do I make the most of that when what's expected in society is that you work for 40 hours a week to fill somebody else's pockets? And, you know, it's so unlikely that life happened in the universe at all and it's even more unlikely that that life would be sentient and now throughout all of the progress we've made as humanity it seems that we've traded sentience for money and like experiencing the world and living our lives so I'm really struggling with that and with that in mind, I thought, am I the right person for this kind of podcast if I'm feeling so poorly and so negatively? And is this even getting to anyone? I was worried that I wasn't getting any listeners outside of my own family and friends. But then I got an email. It was my first email from a listener that I didn't know and his name was Matthew and he reached out and he told me that he liked what I was doing and he had ideas and that the gods are real that is I I needed to hear that and I am firmly in the belief that the gods sent Matthew to me to remind me what my purpose is and that I'm I'm doing the right thing here. So I'd like to just thank Matthew for reaching out and lighting a fire under my ass and making me feel like I am being successful. So 
Matthew uh, wanted me to have a podcast on the Morrigan, which is a little outside of my comfort zone. I just don't know a whole lot about um, Celtic mythology or uh, Druids really outside of super basic knowledge. But we had a meeting. He taught me more about um, the Fomorians and the Tua de Danan and I learned so much and him asking for the Morrigan really seems even more like I was supposed to hear from him. So let's go ahead and get going. Let's start with my first reading is the Morrigan Invocation. O crow goddess, come, lady of the reaping, lady of the ravens, light of the darkness, giver of rebirth, she who walks the warrior path, great Morgan, red queen, I greet your beauty, your shadow jewel, at the height of your powers. I greet you with a right in your honor, lady of many forms, trifold lady, with your sisters at your side, I would honor you and call you to join this night. I would hear the words of the Raven Queen, she who watches over all and has many forms, Great Morrigan. Wherever you may be, I seek your blessing. Lady of the Dark Moon, be with me this night and witness my ritual. It's held in your honor, so mote it be. So when I preach, to me, it really is like a ritual, weird and, you know, not typical, but it is meant to honor the gods. And also the, the meaning of this podcast that I don't think I've been very clear about isn't that I get famous or I make any money, though it would be nice to be able just to do this as my job. This is what I feel called to do. But the point of the podcast is that I connect to other pagans and I learn from them. And maybe they learn from me and I connect them to new ideas and new deities and ways of worship that they hadn't considered. So if you want to, I encourage you to join me in this little like baby ritual. You can participate as much as you want. If you just want to light a candle and sit at your altar and listen with intention, you know, I want this to be your space to meet with your own feelings and beliefs as well as the gods. So when I read these invocations, it's really meant to be bringing their presence here to join me in the ritual just to honor them. So if you don't know, like I didn't know, the Morgan is an Irish goddess associated with war. She was one of the Tua de Danan. She would be seen 
flying overhead in battles as a crow, and it was believed that she knew the inevitable fate of those fighting in that battle. And one of the things that Matthew and I discussed was the importance of seeing Morgan as, you know, literally being associated with battles, but also, like many gods, associated with the figurative or metaphorical aspects of their domains, right? So uh, some deities are associated with fertility. And, you know, at the time, it was probably about human fertility. But now in the modern age, we can take that as pagans who are reconstructing this belief system. And we can make that mean fertility of, you know, like what we're physically growing and what we are mentally growing or emotionally creating. So we can take that same approach now to the more again, because we're all fighting our own battles. And we can see the Morrigan as not necessarily a war goddess, but a protector who is seeing us through our struggles and through our battles, who knows the end outcome and is guiding us there. I was thinking also that since she is so associated with knowing fate and carrying out fate, this is a really powerful goddess to interact with if you practice divination so any work with tarot cards pendulums runes whatever you have that's going to show you destiny i would strongly encourage you to reach out to the morrigan but also not just in your magic practice if you practice magic but in your everyday life you will struggle like I've said this before life is hard and it has to be hard we need we have to learn from what's happening and I've been thinking about this recently about how I think some people see religion and the belief in gods and worshiping in gods and praying to gods as meaning that you expect the gods to intervene and prevent bad things from happening to you. And I was under that impression forever. But I realized the other day that, you know, life has to be hard. A lot of it has to do with humans having free will. But also, we have to go through adversity so that we learn what we need to learn in this life and we get the tools that we need to be better citizens and neighbors and versions of ourselves. And I've been thanking the gods recently for my struggle and my challenges because I know that they're behaving in the way that any loving parent would and tough loving me and giving me problems to solve mostly on my own 
so I can learn from them and develop from them. I like they can't spare me every bad thing. But the great thing about the Morrigan is that she understands that fundamental need for struggle and conflict and will guide you through that. Um, since I've been speaking with Matthew, I have come up with this idea that I would really like to include listener testimonials. So if anyone's interested, they can shoot me a little blurb about their experience with paganism or spirits or just gods or something that touched them that was really important. And I think that serves my purpose as to connecting pagans with other pagans. So I asked Matthew to send me something about his experience with the Morrigan that I think is really going to sum up what I am trying to say here in much better words and from the words of a practitioner, which are going to be infinitely more valuable and potent than anything that I am going to say just off of the little knowledge that I have. So so let's go ahead and hear what Matthew has to say. The Morrigan is known as the battle goddess, the one who chooses the slain, the goddess who inspires courage in those loyal to her and fear in those who oppose. But physical battles aren't only those that she rules over. The battles in your mind and your heart are where you can feel her presence in your daily life. I have always followed the rule of three in my decisions long before I started my path along the green way. In these times is when I felt the most courage, I felt the most confident and strong. Through her subtle guidance, she and Angus Og led me to my soulmate, have shown me some of the most beautiful places that I've ever experienced, led me to some of my closest friends, and helped me make the hard choices in life that have led me to where I belong. She is a shape changer who is most often associated with a crow, so always keep an eye out for her black wing. She may be watching over you, foretelling your victory in whatever battle you may be facing. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that a wonderful feeling in your gut that even though you can't see the Morrigan, she's with you. You're having issues with your friends and family. You're struggling at your workplace. You're having an identity crisis like me. And you know that through it, you have a friend. Like, how, how incredible is that? And, you know, I think the Morrigan is someone that really gets misunderstood as, like, a violent entity. And I can definitely relate to that. My patron is Hades, you know, not somebody that I think is well-liked until recently or well-understood. But I think... Working with these kinds of deities is what's going to give you a much 
broader, well-rounded understanding of what it means to be alive and will give you the tools to make the most out of what's happening to you. And it'll, it will give everything purpose. Like I know I especially feel like sometimes, okay, why am I here? What am I doing? What's the struggle? I don't feel like there's a purpose. I've always felt like everything happens for a reason, but I can't find the reason. And it's these spirits and gods like the Morrigan, like Hades, like Hela, that are going to show you that life isn't all sunshine and rainbows. It can't be like all, you know, the Isis and Apollo hour. We have to feel sometimes like the world is crumbling at our feet so then we can put the pieces back together and that is really what's going to challenge and cement what we believe in and isn't it wouldn't it be so wonderful to have an ally like the morrigan to usher you through those times so i think right now let's take some time think about when you've struggled when you've you know shook your fist at the sky thought that you were fighting battles for no reason and what you learned from that and what victory felt like to you and maybe the victory was the loss sometimes we lose and we become better people so take a second Let's think about that, and we'll hear a quick word from our sponsor. Okay, last reading today. Um, it doesn't really have a title, but I thought it really captured what I'm trying to say here. Blessed Morrigan, I do not pray for strength, for you show me the strength within. I do not pray for courage. I follow you willingly into battle. I do not pray for wisdom, for you teach me of the crone within me. I do not pray for blessings, because I live each day in blessed magic, following the way of the wise. I do not pray for prosperity, for I live in the gratitude of the abundance which flows through my life. I do not pray for love, for love runs like water to me through my family and friends. I pray to remember these gifts, for in my despair I can lose my way and lose awareness that I am a child of your ways. I pray to remember that when I look to my image, your face is reflected there, and I can carry any burden because you live within me. I'm honestly amazed that this isn't a goddess that I had looked out for. And this is, God, this is what's 
really kind of shaking me to my core and just the power and the wisdom of the gods that they knew. They knew that, I don't want to get too personal, but I mean, I, I, I want you to feel like you can be vulnerable with me, so I'm going to be vulnerable with you. I'm not happy, and I'm, I told my partner, I'm, when I wake up, my soul is sad, and my soul is sad all day until I fall asleep. And then I wake up the next day, and my soul is sad again. And I really just feel so much that they knew, okay, she needs to struggle in this way so she can discover who she is. All swords are forged in fire. But she needs to know also that she's doing this for a reason. And it's just so, it's so incredible. Nothing's a coincidence. I didn't get that email by coincidence. She's just so amazing. You know, earlier today I thought, well, I have a lot to do today. I can just record tomorrow. And I was in the middle of making dinner. I was cutting away onions. And I, when I thought that, both of my ears rang so loud that I couldn't hear anything else. And my equilibrium was totally thrown off. And I felt like I was going to fall over. And I said, okay, I hear you. It was just amazing. You know, as much as I am battling with my position right now, my line to the gods feels like it is just opened up. So I encourage you, if this is a feeling that you're having, that you are stuck in a place that you don't like and you're trying to get out and nothing's really working for you and your soul is sad, then I just, I, I would encourage you to to be the praying kind of person and to, to work with those gods and see, okay, who can, who can I reach out to for guidance? And just, I think in most cases, the Morrigan is the perfect fit. She is stoic and quiet. She takes a back seat. She lets you kind of have the wheel for as long as she thinks is necessary. She's not gone. She's in the passenger seat, right? To to use that kind of metaphor, you're driving the car. You are deciding your final destination. At no point is the Morgan going to reach over, grab the wheel and turn it for you because people have to make their own choices. That's why the gods gave us free will. But she's got the GPS. And she is guiding you. And I just hope whoever needs to hear this, whoever is afraid and concerned and worried, look and see if you can find a crow 
or any symbolism of the Morrigan or just take some time. If you're the meditating, look within yourself and ask for the Morrigan's grace. Because some may think she's scary, but she really is a protector of her hidden children and the valiant and the worthy. And you are worthy if you need to hear that. I don't mean to sound like a cliche, but you as a person, my brother or sister or you know, non-binary sibling in the worship of the old gods, you deserve love and that kind of subtle, strong guidance from the Morrigan and from the other gods. And you, this sounds weird and mean, and I, I don't mean it mean, but you deserve to have those noble struggles. And you deserve to come out on top. And I believe in you, and the gods believe in you, and I think what I what I especially want to end on today as a pagan talking to other pagans, as unfortunate as it is, we are ourselves kind of in a battle for cultural space right now. I mean, since neo-paganism came up in the 60s, paganism is kind of starting to be recognized as, you know, an actual religion in some states. But until I got the job I'm in now in November, I couldn't wear a pentacle. I could barely get away with wearing the goddess symbol. I love to veil my hair and I can't do that. And I'm I'm told every time that my bosses are okay with it, but it's the client's that would be made uncomfortable. And we deserve to fight that good fight in the honor of our deities. I firmly believe that the gods are able to derive their strength and their power from their worship. And it's been a while since the gods have been you know, mass worshipped. We're bringing it back. We're starting to right the wrongs and we're trying to cling to these pasts that have been erased from us. And it's so hard because there's almost no historical information that is from before, you know, Christian missionaries. Um, A lot of the pagan societies that we are reviving were pre-literate. You know, it's a struggle, but... It's a good and honest struggle. And the Morrigan is such a perfect representation of the hope there and the hope for victors and those fighting the good fight and those that are loyal to her and the other gods. And I just... As we go into this next week, think about your personal struggles that you could use a hand with, but also think about 
your fellow pagans and paganism and the gods and how we can fight that good fight and make a little more headway through the space that we deserve. So sorry for the the tangent. I've just been thinking about that a lot recently with how like I'm not living the pagan pious life that I want and maybe you're not either and we can all rally behind the Morgan to be our our crow omen flying above us and validating us and showing us that we're on the right path so let's end this today with a short prayer peace up to heaven heaven down to earth earth under heaven strength in everyone strength in everyone and you and me and all of us we are so strong and capable and worthy thank you for listening today you can find me on twitter and facebook at pagan preaching you can email me at ethne.aon at yahoo.com that's e-t-h-n-e period e-a-n at yahoo.com let me know if you liked this please take matt's example matthew's example excuse me and reach out tell me that you have feedback and that there's there's things that you like you didn't like because this is meant to be a podcast for you i, I want to do my part in serving the pagan community let me know who you want me to talk about next and please feel free to send me your um, listener testimonial i want to hear how the gods have affected you and what you have learned and what you value about your faith and the struggles you've had and i'm sure your fellow listeners would really like to hear that too and value that information so thank you so much for listening and i will see you next week